What's up? Uh, Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Good intro. Um, yeah, so we took a week off. I had some shit that I had to do. Uh, More on that God relationship. Yeah, my uh, I was feeling off with my relationship with God. Um, so I had to take a week off to really... Friendship with God yeah, over. Yeah, right. <laughs> to really go get on my knees and praise Jesus. Uh, so just in case you're wondering where we went, we took a week-long retreat and now to we're Bible camp. born-again Christians. Yeah, we're born-again Christians. We've been baptized. Yeah. <laughs> I hit that button in forever. <laughs> uh, so we're still doing True Crime Cinema Club. Today we're talking about um, Foxcatcher, which... Was a fucking weird bro. That's weird. Yeah, Everything about that. Was I hope weird. everybody watched it. We had we have them two weeks to watch it. So if yeah, you're yeah, listening to this, to you Fox have to have watched it, and it's because we're gonna ruin it. Um, so I'm gonna explain the plot of this of this movie to you. Yeah. Um. So and this the, is the first time you'd seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it until. So, and this. you didn't know anything about Nothing. it. I didn't yeah. Know anything sick. About it. During the movie, I was like, during the entire movie, I was like, this is based off a crime. So when is a crime? Yeah. Going down? I was like. I like it was like the last ten minutes of the movie. Something happened. I was like, "What is going on?" But uh, so, anyways, uh, Channing Tatum plays Mark Schultz. Uh, it's weird because you can tell it's Channing Tatum, but it doesn't look like they Channing look, Tatum. They all look. They different. all look Except, different. Now, nah, Ruffalo Besides does the too. Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk. He looks <laughs> like he looks like himself. He just plays. He's himself. just bald. Yeah. He so, d- but they do all really look like yeah, the actual people. Yeah, too. it's yeah. insane. Um, so the movie starts out with Mark Schultz, uh, played by Channing Tatum, speaking to a group of kids at an elementary school, and you can tell he's like really awkward and just kind of seems like out of place. Like he's like talking about being an Olympic wrestler, and he's just fucking super socially awkward. Um, at the end of his little presentation, he goes into the office and in front of the, 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 he's talking to elementary school kids. Like I said, he goes to the front office and the woman at the front desk is like, is like, is it Dave or David? And Mark is just like really sheepishly. He's like, it's Mark. Uh, I'm Dave's brother. We both won gold medals. So that's your, that's your first glimpse into the fact we, that like we both got an yeah. Olympic gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your first glimpse into the fact that like Mark is kind of living in Dave's it shadow. It would be hard to like, Win an Olympic medal and people don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, bro, I was in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I and won people, them. But people know your brother apparently. in the world. Um, so he takes his check, goes out of his merry way. Um, excuse me. You can kind of tell that Mark lives like a sad life. He he's 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 won a fucking Olympic gold medal, but he doesn't feel like he's achieved much. Um, and he kind of lives in his brother's shadow, like I said. So you meet Dave, played by the Hulk, uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can kind of tell that Dave is the fucking man. He, like, gets along with everybody. He's a coach. He's just naturally a good wrestler, whereas whereas Mark has to, like, train and train and train. Dave, uh, Dave's just on it. He's with it. Um, he's got kids. He's a family man. Everyone just, he just, everyone likes being around him. He's just a fucking Just like I guy. assume Mark Ruffalo actually Yeah, was. honestly, yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. Pretty, pretty, probably just Mark Ruffalo being Mark Ruffalo. Um, so he gets along with everybody, um, and Mark just feels like he has to constantly train to even keep up with them. Uh, he, Dave coaches a group of dudes at Wexler as well as Mark. Like, he coaches, I guess, I don't know, he coaches Mark as well, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and you can all, and like I said, uh, you know, we keep going back to it. Mark lives in Dave's shadow. Like, it, when people come to talk to the Schultz brothers, they're talking to Dave about yeah. stuff. They're not talking to Mark. Um, but him and his brother have an incredibly close relationship. I didn't realize they were brothers at first. 
during that first scene where they meet, and I was like, this is homoerotic. I was like, are these guys lovers? Like, which is cool, man. Fucking I mean, Channing, sure. Channing and Mark Ruffalo, I'm with it. I'd like to see that. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, they're actually brothers. But they have a super close relationship. Apparently um, very close. Yeah, very, very close. So, uh, like I said, Dave has his own family. They talk briefly about how Mark and Dave didn't have a good upbringing. Uh, they were moving around a lot. They never really got settled. Uh, Mark is just kind of coasting through life. It's kind of sad to watch, but... I can't imagine how boring shit would be back then, because uh, this is like the 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is the 80s, where you don't have, like, cell phones and stuff, so if you just don't have shit to do with your life, you just sit in your apartment and just, like, stare at the you wall. You read books. Yeah. We've had books. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just a bit sad to watch. I Like I said, can't imagine how boring it is out there without stuff to keep you entertained. Sounds awful. Anyways, Mark gets a phone call from some guy who's a representative for fucking John DuPont, and this man is like, Mr. DuPont wants to speak with you, or wants to speak with you and wants to make travel arrangements, you know, first class, of course, to fly you to, to, his, to his estate in Pennsylvania. And this is Mark. Mark? Mark, Mark, okay, Mark, Mark. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so Mark flies out to DuPont's estate, Foxcatcher, in Pennsylvania, uh, and DuPont is loaded. He is just a rich mother trucker. Uh, he's played by Steve Carell. Does not look like Steve Carell no. at all. It's he has crazy. tons of prosthetics it, yeah, on his insane. face. Yeah, yeah. Um, and doesn't uh, act like Steve Carell. No, either. not not in the slightest. No. So DuPont's like a weird guy. You can tell he's very weird. You can he's very awkward. He's very shy. You can tell he's like socially inept to an extent, um, and very detached from like how the common folks live. Uh, but he is very, very well connected, like very, very well connected. Um, and so, uh, where was I? I just lost my place. Okay, so he basically tells Mark he wants to create a team at Foxcatcher to compete in the Olympics in the wrestling, whatever. And he wants Mark to be head of this team while DuPont is the quote-unquote coach. So essentially, DuPont has the title of coach, but Mark is the one actually coaching everybody. Um I couldn't tell if DuPont was like getting to Mark so he could get to Dave or but he, he at one point he had wanted Dave to come as well. So Mark goes back and tells Dave about this. He's like, hey, you know, it's going to be great money. We're going to be able to live on the grounds like we're going to be training this team for the Olympics. Like, you know, let's go. Like, what's the deal? Dave is super happy for Mark, but he declines the offer because they've already established roots where they are. And he doesn't want to. Yeah, he's got he his does, family. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to like move his kids around this, that and the other, you know. Kids, bro. Um, yeah, dude, that was every kids literally just hold you back. You're like, so, hey, you want to work with this super rich guy, do the amazing thing? Nah, I can't. I had kids. Yeah, I got fucking kids. Uh, um, so <laughs> Mark is upset about this, but he goes to Foxcatcher alone, and Henry Dupont become good friends. They become really, really, really close friends. Uh, Mark is pretty much Dupont's only friend. Uh, Dupont talks about a uh, uh, he confides in Mark at a that he only had one friend growing up when he was younger. It was his only friend. He didn't hang out with anyone else. Uh, and then he soon found out that his mother was paying that kid to be his friend. Ruthless. So, yeah, super ruthless. How much do you... So here's my thing. Okay. Do you talk to the kid? Yeah. You know, how much you want paying out with my son? Mm-hmm. You know, or you talk to the parent, which is a weird arrangement. Also you weird know, arrangement. Extra weird. And also, like, are you that... Like, uh, DuPont didn't seem like that insufferable of a human being to like nobody would want to hang out with him but um you know it's also not like people like him go weird. to public school and meet another weirdo That's and they're, they're they, like yeah, let's hang yeah. out and yeah. his family's just like super weird they're like old money weird 
Um, so you know, like, the, it's the DuPont family fortune. So yeah, the, the, yeah, the chemical yeah, uh, yeah, got yeah. It from the like late 1800s. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and they're like into like horse breeding and stuff like oh, that. Oh, when you yeah. get that rich, you're in everything. Yeah, you're, yeah, you just find the most expensive hobbies that are dumb as fuck. Like you just start collecting breeding, exotic like, semen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what all billionaires that's end up doing. It, yeah, that's all horse breeding is. You're just collecting super exotic semen <laughs> from horses. Um, weird hobby to have once you get rich. I would think. You know, you get into something that like blowing things up. I mean, he he did, does have an he APC. Does have an, yeah, yeah, he does. And that have was an APC. real. He did own an APC. Uh, I, I thought it was fucked up because when the APC gets here, him and Mark are looking at it, and Dupont's like, "Where's the gun?" And he's the guy's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "There's a 50 cal machine gun supposed to be on the top of this." And he like slaps the clipboard out of the guy's hand. I was like, "You don't have to do that. Like, <laughs> you don't have to be that big of a." Dick. Also, you just can't do actually yeah, you put can't, that. Yeah, yeah, that's like against the law. And then, but he gets it. He has enough money and enough connections that he gets it. So, um, like I said, he confines that he only had one friend. Uh, so Dupont builds this entire gym and stuff for Foxcatcher team to train at. Unfortunately, during their friendship, Dupont introduces Mark to cocaine. Uh, so what I thought was funny. Hello, old friend. Yeah, I'm real familiar with you. So uh, they're on a helicopter going to like a dinner that Dupont is holding, and Dupont wants Mark to introduce Dupont when he comes out to speak. Um, so he writes this speech for him. And you can tell that DuPont wants Mark to see him as, like, a father figure. Yeah, like He yeah. just wants somebody to see him as a father figure, I guess. Uh, so he writes this big speech, and he's like, you know, I've never, you know, I what, didn't have a close relationship. Like, like DuPont wrote this speech for Mark, was it, where it says, like, didn't have a close relationship with my dad. Uh, he's like a father to me, this, that, and the other. And he, and he was struggling with some of the words. Because uh, you can tell Mark's not the brightest individual, but he's still, you know... Um, he was I feel like also this is real chaining Tatum. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's struggling with some of the words, and Dupont's telling him how to say them as he's going through it. And then Dupont pulls out this fucking uh, black bag, this little zippy bag, and he unzips it, and there's just vials of cocaine. Lit. Yeah, Dupont. Pull uh, uh, wrong button. Um, and so Dupont is also super rich. Can I, I can only imagine this is fish scale cocaine oh, because of God, how rich yeah. he is. This He's like, is... Pablo Escobar handed this <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, himself. <laughs> so he, this shit is probably pure as hell. And he, Mark's like, I don't think that's a good idea, which I honestly, I honestly don't think it's a good idea. You're about to give a speech in front of a bunch a of speech people. On a blow. speech you've never Donald done Trump before. <laughs> you, yeah, you've never <laughs> given a speech and you're about to do it like that. Very pure cocaine and go give this speech. That I being said... I feel like no matter the situation, no matter who I'm with, if I'm on a private helicopter and a man offers me oh, gonna, fish scale yeah, coat, I'm, I'm like, it. oh, yeah, I'm well, gonna, yes. I'm going to do a lot of it. I'm going to tell everyone I did this. Yeah. This is the coolest moment of yeah. my life. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. So Mark bangs out this fat gator tail of a line. Not even like a little baby <laughs> I know. line. Yeah, he just... He Bro, rips, just doing a little yeah, just like bump. A little bump would be suffice. Oh. And he rips out a fat fucking line. You know his cheeks yeah. are numb. Oh, yeah, his entire face yeah. is numb. Uh, so he, like, um, rips this line. They get to this dinner. Um, DuPont's like, snort this shit. I'll make you feel better. And uh, he just stumbles through this speech. It's very hard to watch. Um, so after he gets introduced to cocaine, uh, Mark starts to spiral doing blow he's drinking a lot you know in the beginning he wasn't drinking at all this that and the other he was very uh training determined uh so and he, uh, one day him and the fox catcher team are taking a day off work and they're watching mma fights at his house 
Uh, and DuPont shows up and is like, why is no one at the gym? And Mark is like, we're taking the day off. We're going to run two days tomorrow. Uh, DuPont slaps him and is like, I'm going to get Dave here no matter what the price. Uh, so he humiliates. So it's pretty much clearly now about <laughs> About Dave, Dave yeah. yeah. He, and he, also he slapped him. Yeah, he humiliated Mark in front of his team. And like I also not slap an Olympic gold yeah, me, Yeah, me neither. No matter how much money I had. Um, <laughs> and so... Uh, it's he humiliates Mark in front of his team, and also it's apparent that like Mark is not good enough. He needs Dave, so Mark takes this personally and is like, "I fucking hate Dupont now because he one embarrassed me, and two like you know just a fucking dick." Uh, so Dupont gets Dave. They don't they don't uh, disclose how much money he paid him. Uh, I'm not sure how much money he paid him, but he was paying Mark around twenty five thousand a year, which is about sixty four thousand dollars in nineteen eighty four. Not bad. Um, I would imagine more. It would have been more, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think I feel like. It's, but he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler, and also uh, when Dupont asked him what his price was, he just said the first idiot, came to my, dummy dude. Go always, high, always as go fuck. as high as you can. This guy doesn't money doesn't mean yeah, anything it doesn't to mean someone shit like this. He was given the the wrestling federation five hundred thousand dollars. As a soon year. as the words came out of his mouth, like a million dollars. Yeah, just yeah, boom, do absolutely. It. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> um, so um, I can only imagine how much he paid Dave to uproot his family. Mark sees this as an act oh, of betrayal uh, yeah. on DuPont's part, and the relationship falls through. David starts coaching the dudes at Foxcatcher while DuPont holds the official quote-unquote coach title. Mark is pissed off and is working out alone. He won't talk to DuPont. Every time DuPont co- tries to talk to him, tells him to fuck off. Um, and Mark also becomes distant with Dave. <clears throat> so the 1988 Olympic trials come up. Mark ends up losing his first match. He's super pissed off about this. Does uh, w- does he throw it? Because I thought, I can't remember because I haven't seen the movie in a bit. Yeah. Did, I thought there was one of the matches in this movie where he like pretty much, it seems like he purposely lost. Is that not um, this one? I don't, I don't, okay. I don't know, honestly. Okay, so it just so. seemed like he just yeah, lost. Um, okay. There was, that, there was uh, the scene where DuPont holds a a uh, senior wrestling oh. tournament. He, he, he holds this wrestling tournament and then... Um, uh, basically pays the last contender to throw the match so DuPont would win. It, it was hard to watch. That's awful. Uh, it was super hard. That scene that was, was real. really that awkward. That, yeah. that really happened, too. Um, So, uh, in the 1980, the trials come up. Mark ends up losing his first match. He's pissed off about this. He destroys his hotel room. Then he orders a shitload of room service and goes on a food-eating binge uh, so he won't make in weight there, for brothers. his next... Yeah, feel it. So, the next morning, Dave breaks into his room and sees what he's done and is like, holds him and shit. And he's like, you're not going to have to go through this alone. Mark ends up forcing himself to puke out all this food in his system. He tries to talk to Mark, but Dave turns him away. Or DuPont tries to talk yeah. to Mark. Dave turns him away. Uh, Mark ends up making weight and... By working out by, vigorously by, by in just, a trash oh, yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sweating all that water weight out. And then after the match, and he also ends up winning his match and making the Olympic team. Uh, after the match, Dave's like looking for DuPont. He asked DuPont's uh, right assistant. He's like, where's he at? And DuPont, uh, his assistant is like, well, DuPont had to go back to Pennsylvania. His fucking mom died. Uh, and, and DuPont was super close with his mom in the movie. She was like the... Even though the, his mom bought him a friend. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was super... He didn't really have a father figure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, uh, hold on. I gotta Typical rich guy shit. Yeah, typical rich guy shit. Um, so, Mark basically tells Dave that he knows... After the Olympics are over, he can't stay here. And he wants Dave to come with him. And Dave declines and is like, do you remember when we were kids, our family, we moved around a lot and it was an awful lifestyle and we hated each other. We hated our lives for it. And he was like, yeah, I was like, I can't do that to my family. Understandable. Fucking kids, bro. <laughs> yeah, fucking kids. So at the 1988 Olympics in Seoul, 
Mark ends up losing his match and afterwards leaves Foxcatcher. Dave, though, works out an agreement with DuPont that as long as Dave is at Foxcatcher training the Foxcatcher team, DuPont will continue to finance Mark. Uh, sweet fucking deal. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so during all of this, DuPont had hired a production studio to make a documentary about him and Team Foxcatcher. In this documentary, documentary, it pretty much makes it seem like DuPont's the one calling the shots. He's teaching the kids how to wrestle. Like there's a moment where DuPont's mom, mo- DuPont's mom thinks that before she dies, she thinks that wrestling is a low sport yeah. and it's like low for men. And she comes in and watches <clears throat> um, DuPont quote-unquote coach yeah and he like is showing them basics and like gives one of the dudes his back and like his mom just leaves in disgust it was a hard another hard scene to watch but so in this documentary he's like basically making dupont seem like he is the big man like he fucking calls all the shots he's a wrestler this that and the other and in this documentary they asked dave to call dupont a mentor and dave obviously is like no it's not true like yeah he only is here because dupont paid him to be here he doesn't have a personal relationship with dupont he's not a mentor and he's also a god tier wrestler yeah yeah and he's also a random dude yeah, yeah he's some random guy and he's the one he's the one that got Foxcatcher to the olympics essentially um so dave does this but he does it very 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 reluctantly uh <laughs> like very reluctantly yeah. so <laughs> later dupont is sitting alone in his trophy room he's watching this documentary and after it's finished he calls for his bodyguard his bodyguard comes in and he asks his bodyguard if it's snowing his bodyguard says no it's not snowing he's like all right go warm up my car um goes and warms up his car dupont gets in the car with him drives over to the estate where dave is living with his family dave is currently outside working on his car uh as dupont drives up dave gets out of uh, gets stops working on his car and he's like hey what's up what's going on john how are you uh, DuPont then pulls out a revolver and points it at Dave and is like, do you have a fucking problem with me? And Mar- Dave's like, what are you, buddy, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on here? Uh, what the hell are you doing? And DuPont shoots Dave. Uh, and he shoots Dave and his vehicle gets out of the car and he's like, John, what are you doing? Um, DuPont shoots Dave like three times. Also, DuPont is a very good shooter. Yeah, like, that, he, that comes up a yeah, lot. Yeah, it comes movie. up a lot because... He like shuts the police train yeah, there. Yeah, he yeah, used he, to be a sports shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a really, really good shooter. He's and like, like you said, he, the police come and train on his estate and stuff like that. Um, so he shoots Dave three times, drives off. Dave's wife, Nancy, comes out. Dave dies in her arms. Uh, the next scene is like DuPont walking through these underground tunnel systems in his estate under his fucking property. Once he gets out the exit, though, the police are waiting for them. They catch him and arrest him, and that is the end of the movie. Oh, and then it shows Mark. He goes and fights in like some MMA oh, matches. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does an MMA, yeah, yeah, UFC yeah. fight or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that probably surprised you, huh? Did yeah. You, did like, you think a murder was coming at all? No, I like. I don't know so what... you're you're at like 15 minutes left in the movie, right? Yeah, and yeah. you haven't seen a crime a except for I guess crime. doing some cocaine. Yeah. What do you think's going on? I don't know. That's why I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is happening here? Like, what? Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what if we I... watch the movie? No crime. Yeah. You're no. Just like, bro, <laughs> like, this isn't even. Why are we covering this? <laughs> um, pretty fucking sad. Really sad. Uh, just as a spoiler, the the police call that they play on the movie is yeah. the real police call. Oh, is it really? Yeah. She actually her, Dave does die on her arm. Yeah, that's fucked. That sucks. So, so now. If you guys aren't familiar by fucking episode five, how this works, uh, I'm going to do the real story of it. And I'm going to tell you guys now that the story is mostly about Dave. It's not really about Mark. Is it really? Yeah. Like, kind of at all. Yeah. Like, when I was, I cobbled this together. 
Oh, fuck. I just heard you. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, dog. Uh, yeah, I called this together from, like, a bunch, a bunch of different interviews and stories from, yeah. like, different people in the story, like, the lawyer, you know, whatever. Yeah. And almost no one really talks about Mark at all. So, just letting you know, that that's kind of a weird choice. That is weird, yeah. And I think a part of that is because this is a true story. Mark Mark dies, and yeah. Dave is the person alive. So, oh, all right. wait. Dave Sorry. dies, no, Mark yeah, is the person yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I think that's kind of why they did it. Okay. They're like, he, you know, make the movie about the guy who can consult yeah, on the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... First time I actually watched this movie, I didn't know anything about it. It was just like an Oscar nom, and I was like, sure, I'll check it out. Yeah. And my dad comes in, and he's like, what's this? I was like, it's called Foxcatcher. I didn't know anything about it. He's like, oh, man, is that about that old guy that I was like, shut up, shut up. Don't fucking say anything. And (laughs) I was surprised because I didn't know this was like a thing that people knew about. But apparently, like, it was a big to-do at the time. Like, people were really surprised to hear about this whole story. Like, it was it was kind of a national sensation. Oh, shit, really? Okay. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, and, yeah, I said earlier that they nailed the casting on this movie because they both look like... Yeah, they both look even, just Even like. Steve Carell, because, yeah. like, uh, John Tupont is a weird-looking dude. Is, I'll get into why. He's hella weird-looking. Um, so, as his name suggests, he is an heir to the Dupont family fortune. He's born in 1938, grew up a lonely boy in a mansion with his overbearing mother on a 200-acre property. Jesus you know, Christ, like we yeah. say, his pa- dad does. wasn't around, you know, raised by servants, paid the paid kit friend thing. Yeah. Real. Jesus. Real. <laughs> Yeah, very sad. Yeah. Uh, he got himself a bachelor's degree in Miami with a BS in zoology in 1965 after he dropped out in Pennsylvania. And then he got a doctorate in natural sciences in 1973. Jesus. Which I think is interesting because in the book you don't really get – or the movie, you don't get any impression that he's yeah, like no, smart huh? at all. Yeah. But uh, he was actually pretty into that shit. First of all, he had over a million, literally over a million seashells and bird eggs. Really? And over 100,000 bird specimens. He was uh, – a world class bird collector. Really? Yeah, like so. I thought that was really interesting. I'm looking at he like corrected, the... he collected weapons, horse car- drawn carriages, birds. That's like, crazy. And he's also a well known philatelist. And obviously, you already know that a philatelist is a stamp collector. Duh. But for the people yeah. who don't, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. So he he this is this doesn't matter. I just thought it was a really neat fact. Um, he ended up owning one of the rarest stamps in the world in really? 1980. For he bought it for nine hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. Good God! And that stamp has been the most expensive stamp ever sold four times. Really? Yeah. I, so like this dude is really on another level yeah. of wealth. He's yeah. owning like unattainable yeah, items. Yeah. I'm looking at Dupont. Like I, I looked at Dupont before, but I'm looking at Dave Schultz now. Like the actual picture yeah. of Dave Schultz. He looks just like Mark it's Ruffalo. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. They look exactly the uh, same. I'm almost like, damn. Did they just start with the, like who they look like? Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um and. Oh, yeah, he also won an award at a stamp con for the best display of British North American stamps, which I just included because he's clearly an unwell man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not good in the head. This dude um, fucking killed somebody because he <laughs> – this is insane. In school, he had a huge interest in swimming. He wanted to get into the Olympics. He was good, but not that good, yeah, so, yeah. says his coach. Uh, so he tried to move his interest to the pentathlon, which is an old Olympic sport that involves swimming, riding, running, shooting, and fencing, which I'm like – that's lit. All that in one? Yeah. <laughs> I, you're not good enough at swimming. Well, I will do five yeah. things then. <laughs> uh, he was a good shooter, but just like swimming, he was pretty good at it. Placed first, actually, in the Australian Championships in 1965. 
but he still failed to qualify for the Olympics. But uh, interestingly, he was named the manager of the U.S. pentathlon team at the 1976 Olympics in Montreal, which, so like, he was legit. He was in sports. He could do shit. He was capable. Uh, Mark Schultz, because he was the one who was close to him, claimed a few years back that somewhere somewhere in, in the late 60s, John had a horse riding accident that injured his testicles so badly they became infected and had to be removed. Oh, my God. And he cites this as a reason for his androgynous appearances. And I also thought it was interesting, and I just wrote this down, that you mentioned he wanted someone to think he was a father, yeah. and he can't create children. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so that, that makes there's sense. There's part of that. Yeah, there. I could see that. Thought that was neat. Um, <clears throat> but he did pretty well for himself as an ornithologist. He discovered some birds. Yeah. Which yeah. I was like... Holy shit, you know. Yeah. Started the Delaware Museum of National History, even acted as museum director. You know, that's, uh, that's he's an accomplished man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1983, at 45 years old, he got married to an occupational therapist that he met after injuring his hand in a car accident. They only lived together for six months, and the marriage only lasted ten months. The wife ended up suing DuPont for $5 million, claiming he had pointed a gun at her and tried to push her into a fireplace. Okay, so naturally. And that story was... Mentioned by another person as well. Really? The lawyer brings it up too. So, like, the case came up and it got settled out of court. So, yeah. he did end up paying out for some yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know how true it all was. So, anyway, if you can't tell, the guy's obsessed with sports. Yeah. In 1985, he approached the Villanova University to bankroll a varsity wrestling team, of which he became the head coach. Now, I'm going to switch over to talking about David Schultz and we'll come back to where yeah, we yeah, at. Yeah. Um, so, Dave Schultz is played by Ruffalo. Not to be confused, remarkably, with the professional 80s-era wrestler. That is that is a real thing. Like, WWF... Hold on, hold on. You said David Schultz is played by David Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. yeah. But David Schultz is also the name of a WWF wrestler from the 80s, which I was like, oh, that's Tied. weird as yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, he was an American Olympic and world champion freestyle wrestler, seven-time world and Olympic gold medalist, and in the wrestling world is widely considered the greatest of all time. Yeah. So he, I was doing was a lot of reading shit. about, I ended up just being really interested in David yeah, Schultz. David and I Schultz ended up watching a... a bunch of his uh, competitions and shit. And I don't know the most about wrestling, yeah. obviously, but like it was nuts watching him. Like there were times where like the opponent was like, say, you know, he was on his stomach. Yeah. The opponent was over him and grabs him by the stomach and goes to flip him on his back like a smash, you know? Yeah. And in that, time david schultz turns around and then is on top of him <laughs> grappling him i was like what the fuck yeah it was crazy um he was a state champ in high school david he, schultz usa versus iran 1995 keep watching I'm i watch, watched that I'm, I'm watching, i watched watch it this. yeah that was the one Dave's i watched a fucking beast it was insane of a dude. he just he, looks in like high it. school he pinned the top ncaa champion in the in america really? yeah so he was so fucking good this dude just got like i said like he's just a natural like it seemed like in the movie, like, Mark had to work hard to be as good as he was, but David just, it was just Dave's thing. He was just born a wrestler. So, he won the state championships in high school. He competed two divisions above his weight class. Damn. I, I know. Pinned everyone but all the last one, which he beat 12 to 1. Yeah. Had the, literally the most successful senior year in wrestling Jesus in, in history. Uh, he went on to compete in the toughest, toughest wrestling competition in the world in Soviet Georgia and was the only American to win the competition twice. Even the Russians are like, he's a god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually named one of his first kids after a famous Bulgarian wrestler, really? too, which no I thought shit. was really interesting. I mean, yeah. this was also back in the 80s. I mean, uh... So, like, and that was the thing I was trying to tell people or, like, wanted to bring up is wrestling isn't as big of a thing now and, like, 
you know, Mark Schultz wasn't like destitute like they show in the movie, yeah. but he wasn't rich at all. I like, mean, you it, can be in Olympic gold medals and not be yeah, famous not be in rich, the slightest. Yeah. And also, if you're out here beating like Soviet wrestlers and stuff like that, you're good. You're fucking really good because the Soviets, it's like just like with their gymnasts, were fucking. That was like their, that was their, their bread shit. and butter. Yeah. Like those gymnasts and wrestlers were the fuck. The Soviets were known for. Um, weird fun fact, but his grandfather uh, was the dude who figured out that salmon returned the streams they were born in. Oh, really? Is that weird? <laughs> yeah, I was what... like, wow, what a family! They're they're out here making history yeah, in the for... bizarrest <laughs> forms. Yeah. Uh, he went to Oklahoma State and then the University of Oklahoma. He won ninety one and eight and sixty one and four. Jesus Christ! I'm like, he won a hundred and fifty games and lost twelve. Oh my God! I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching him wrestle this Iranian dude, and it's like, it's so funny because like the Iranian guy is very serious and like into this, and Martin and Dave is just like laughing and just like talking to him the entire time. It's not hard. Yeah, like it's, it's not like, hard. This is him. just another day to him. Um. So he just won a fuckload of competitions. You know, wins the world championship at 83, 84 Olympic gold medal, four World Cups, two Pan American game titles. I know I keep talking about it, but yeah. it's just stunning. The dude, yeah, the dude's like, a fucking... I don't think there's even an athlete in any other sport like this. Yeah. Except for, like, maybe Wayne Gretzky yeah. for hockey. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but his brother Mark, which I'll mention, yeah, <laughs> uh, started in school as a kick-ass gymnast. Actually, switched to wrestling, that sounds about and right. also kicked ass at it. He, nice, uh, yeah. he and his brother were the first American brothers to each win gold medals in the Olympics. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, uh, but he was good, not as good as his brother. Still great, wins a bunch of shit, and uh, but again, like I said, not a huge part of the story. So okay, anyway, now it's 1985, and John Dupont approached Villanova University and offered to pay for forming a varsity wrestling team. He said he'd give him fucking $5 million Jesus to get Christ. this thing set up. And he did pay some of it, and he became the head coach. So he named Mark Schultz as his assistant, but he wanted Dave first, yeah, yeah. which is what the movie kind of okay, cool. comes on. Yeah, but he couldn't recruit Dave because of his kids. Um, and in But in 1988, the school cancels the team, worried that DuPont had been, like, flying people around, and his recruiting efforts broke NCAA rules. Oh, okay. So, by coincidence, maybe? Okay. Um, an assistant coach, a few months later, fielded a lawsuit against John DuPont, saying that he was fired for refusing his sexual advances. Oh! And the oh. movie... So, I feel like the movie doesn't really build up what no. kind of person John yeah, is no, at huh. all. And, like, I, I think just the multidimensionality of it makes it that much more interesting. Yeah, like, this yeah, is a yeah. weird, long story. It is, yeah. And um, I'll get more into that. So... The crazy part of that story is that the DuPont's real estate company owned this guy's home and was trying to evict him, despite the home supposedly being deeded to him. Like, so he was like <laughs> fucking this dude's yeah, life. Yeah, up. not a good. Um, person. It got settled out of court, which I think is a long-standing tradition in the DuPont yeah. family. <laughs> um, and so he did promise that five million, but he actually only ended up giving like five hundred thousand to a million after they had canceled it. Really? And uh, it was a little awkward because they constructed an arena and named it after. Oh, him. okay, cool, fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Um, so Dupont still wants to be a part of the wrestling scene, so he builds a private wrestling club at the Foxcatcher Estate. Housing, massive gym, up to twenty wrestlers at a time, pays them all a twelve a uh, thousand bucks a month, and flew them to tournaments in his plane. In eight years, he also spent $3 million on the USA Wrestling Org, the sports governing body. So he's, like, getting into yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, And once he gets Team Foxcatcher running, he hires Dave Schultz, gives him 70000 a year okay. back then, so yeah. which is decent money. 
And what, year, what year was this? Uh, nineteen eighty-seven. I think. Yeah, I think it's nineteen eighty-seven by now. Um, and oh, oh, I also <laughs> looked this up. John. That's so about one hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars, which is nuts. Yeah, a year. And also, John Dupont was worth in modern money over six hundred million dollars. Jesus Christ! So yeah, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Um. Get some running. Yeah, so he moves in with his family, and they're just living it up, you know, starting to be coach. Uh, but John DuPont starts to exhibit concerning behavior, especially after his mother died. And his mother does die while he knows Dave, but not at that competition. Yeah, He'd already yeah. been, she'd already been dead for a bit okay. after. She, she, he actually isn't there because of that, uh, but he never showed up. So, <laughs> But uh, in the movie, that 12-pound weight loss in 90 minutes is real. Yeah, damn. Real. Damn. I was like, I, I just couldn't fathom That's that that insane. was possible. Yeah. He said he threw up like two pounds and then sweated the rest away. And I was like, oh, Was my. this Dave or Mark that did this? Mark. Mark, okay. Yeah. 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 So that's real. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Um, <laughs> people say that a sign of John DuPont's insanity was that he carried loaded handguns around. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's not crazy. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> but... Uh, he did also drive his Lincoln into a pond with a passenger for, like, no fucking reason. That's cool. Fun. And I thought it was funny that Steve Carell has played a character that's driven into a pond yeah. twice. Yeah. <laughs> Weird little Multiple connection. Multiple times. What a typecast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he does start getting really paranoid. Yeah. He claims that his house is haunted and people are trying to control his mind. He hires a bodyguard that becomes an integral part of his life and he becomes a shut-in. And people report that he smells of booze, is doing blow and pills. Okay. Not good if your mental health isn't yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he shouldn't do blow and pills. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, this part's kind of hard to find info on, but there's a lot of chatter about how one of the guards, Patrick Goodale, really fed into his paranoia and encouraged him to implement expensive security procedures that don't make any sense. Like, like John was like, I'm worried about people getting through the walls. So let's, should we put razor wires in our walls? And Patrick's like, absolutely, you should. <laughs> Why? Dude. What does that benefit pay, him? You know, he thought that people were infiltrating his home through those yeah. tunnels. Yeah and, yeah, and he paid the security dudes millions to do these, like, x-rays on the planet. Like, bullshit. That's you know? insane. That's fucking bananas. And um, he actually removed the treadmills from the facility because he thought that they turned back time. What? He developed a phobia about the color black, and he banned a wrestler from having a black van and kicked out three black wrestlers because he associated the color with death. Well, Jesus. And I was like, good Yeah, God. fucking Christ. There dude. was a big outroar about them kicking out those three, but they look like not kick it, change his mind on this. Oh, and I'm also like, if this was happening to me, like, you take the treadmills out, I'm like, I'm out of yeah, here. The, yeah, this you're, you're fucking out of your mind, this, dude. This guy owns a machine gun, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, one of the, oh, so actually, yeah. And one of the wrestlers tells the police about John pointing a rifle at him and ordering him off the property. The cops don't do anything about it because it wasn't a formal complaint, yeah, yeah. even though the wrestler said he did go to the courthouse to enter a report. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the movie depicts, John had bought the cops, uh, <clears throat> bulletproof vests and he let him use his pistol range. So yeah. he was like cool with the homies, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, wow. Wait, do we have another story about the police not yeah, doing, not their, doing job? their job? Wow. They're being bought out. Wow, dude. Really? Crazy. Wow. Um, and so Dave, at this point, kind of defends John because he recognizes his mental health problems and, like, kind of mediates for him and the wrestlers because yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody knows how to be around John DuPont because he's a fucking maniac. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
But yeah, Dave keeps being his friend, and people are like begging Dave to leave. They're like, "This is not good. He is going to like he's losing his yeah, mind." Yeah. You know. Um, but he sticks around, and in nineteen eighty sixty, oh sorry, nineteen ninety six, when Dave Schultz was thirty six years old, John Dupont gets Patrick Goodale to drive over to Dave's house on the property at two p.m. Dave Schultz says hi, boss, t- to which John responds, "Do you have a problem with me?" and shoots Dave three times point blank with the forty four Magnum in front of Dave's wife and the patch and the uh, security yeah. guard. Uh, the nine one call movie that. The 911 call in the movie that follows is verbatim, like I said. And the security card draws on him, like points his gun at him. And, and John levels his gun at him and then points it at the wife and yeah. then drives away. So he does not get arrested immediately. He holds himself up in his siege castle yeah. for two days. Oh, two days. Yeah, they, that's, two days. they did not. Uh... And a team of 70-plus SWAT members besiege his home. And, you know, this kind of pisses me off because I'm like, fucking they can't go in on this dude yeah. one guy but at the same time they know he owns machine guns yeah they real he has machine like guns caliber machine like, guns in his house this would if he had something set up in a hallway he could kill a lot yeah, he of could people. kill every one of the swat people if he if he had like a a, a choke point into a hallway i mean hallways are choke points yeah. essentially but if, if he had that set up and he just had like a 50 cal with one belt of ammo, one belt of fucking 50 cal rounds, he could kill just about every one of those SWAT people. The SWAT thinks they're hard, and and they're used to raiding, like, you know, six dudes in a a crack house with pistols on them. Yeah, or, like, one semi-automatic semi-automatic rifle, but not, like, full-blown machine guns. Yeah, so they don't move in on him. What they do end up doing is, because it's the dead of winter, they cut his power. Yeah. And he starts. it starts getting cold, and he goes out to repair the heater, and they arrest him. Oh. Which I was like... Uh, Why would you do that? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they do, like, say that they did that on purpose. They were, like, bragging about it on yeah. the news. I was watching the, like, live coverage of it, and, like, people are... The, the coverage of it is breathless. They're just like, oh, my God, you know, this rich man's got a machine gun. Yeah. And, like, it's the craziest shit. So um, they arrest him. At this point, he is the richest man in the United States ever tried for murder. Really? Okay. Which really sat with me. Yeah. I was like, dang. Because I guess you just get to a point where you just pay other people yeah. to do it. Yeah. Why would It's crazy Yeah, you don't happen. ever do anything yourself. His defense team says that he's been a paranoid schizophrenic since 1993, which is fair. Cool. Um, but but the- he is ultimately found guilty of third-degree murder but mentally ill. Okay. I'm glad that they have a charge for that because yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't seem like a premeditated thing at all. He's It seems super he random. He fucking drove all the way over there and fucking... No, he was driven dri- over there. Well, that's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, which is, I mean, it, it not it's kind of different because it's just like so weird. Yeah, you know? yeah. Imagine being the guard. Like, oh, yeah, I what are you doing? Do that. What? <laughs> Why did you bring me? Um, And <clears throat> he is sentenced to 13 to 30 years in prison. He obviously appeals all the way to the Supreme Court, but it fails. And the wife files a wrongful death lawsuit against him. An anonymous source says that he settled for at least thirty-five million. Good, he, good. Thirty-five, 35 million. dude. That is lit. I, I'm, yeah, I, like, good for her. Horrible for her. that her husband dies in her arms. Yeah. Obviously, but like the bare minimum is a yeah. life-changing fortune yeah, of wealth. That, that's pretty cool. Um, he goes to prison, dies in prison at 72, and he was buried in his wrestling singlet uh, per his final request. Hell yeah. He left 80% of his wealth to a Bulgarian Olympic wrestler who trained at Foxcatcher. And I could find no reason at <laughs> all for that. There is no mention of this guy. They don't talk about him at all. 
I'm reading a million different things. No one's like, oh, yeah, Dave liked this Bulgarian yeah, guy. Yeah, or yeah. not Dave. Uh, uh, yeah, John. John. And, but, yeah, there you go. Settles 80% of his fucking fortune goes to this random dude. That's crazy. I know. That's insane. His wife be- uh, went on to become a big supporter of wrestling and was awarded the First Lady of Wrestling, an award of merit by the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Nice. She, like, su- like paid for the Oregon and, like, yeah. kids to get into That's it. That's what they would have wanted, though. Yeah. So, like, of course. You know, and, and, like, she's part of the wrestling, like, family now. And she yeah. says, like, a lot of people, you know. She was as famous in the group as Dave was. Dave was, it, yeah. Especially in the eighties when it's like, like we said, not as corporatized and like a smaller thing, and people are like hustling it out themselves. Oh yeah. Um. So, in regards to the movie, the weird quasi gay and drug relationship that Mark and John have is not true, okay. and Mark like hated it. He yeah, hated I, I would that. imagine. Yeah, he, he actually goes on this like weird Twitter rant where he's like, "I'll beat your ass about it," <laughs> and then he, he was like. He texts or ends up talking to the director, and he like feels bad, and then apologized for it, and then he went to the the premiere. He like, okay. I don't know. It, it, it would be weird was, to watch a movie about your trauma. Yeah, like that. It, it was also like it was very weird to watch as well because it was like there was like some. It was just very like. Uh, there's a scene in the movie homoerotic. Where, yeah, yeah, and there's a scene in the movie where John is wrestling Mark. Yeah, and it feels kind of like he's raping. Yeah, him. yeah. and. And like the Mark, the real Mark Schultz hated that scene. Yeah, yeah. but he kind of the director explained that he's like the point of it was that you're being taken advantage of, and yeah. he has that power over you. Yeah. And I, I don't Which know. Which is, I guess, it's true. You know, when you fucking are bankrolling somebody, you can kind of do whatever you want to them. I, I guess. I and mean, that is kind of that doesn't like, make it okay. But you no, know, you get what I'm saying. But that is like really the theme of this. Yeah. I noticed like how much of this skates and skates and skates. Because he's a loaded yeah, fucking dude. He do just, whatever the fuck he wants. This want. dude's settling out of court for a million if this dude, If this dude was, like, uh, just your average, like, middle-class guy, he would have been locked up a long time ago. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, kind of. I mean, Larry Nassar didn't. You know, yeah. Fucking Christ. Uh, so, uh, interesting facts about the movie Mar- uh, and the real events. Mark and Dave actually never live on the property at the same time. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's what I'm saying. This really isn't about the two of them. So much. Um, the amount of time between the competitions and the shooting is years. And okay. the movie, they don't really make it seem like that. No, uh-uh. They kind of make it seem like they come back from competition and they get, he yeah. gets shot. Uh, John DuPont probably didn't molest the wrestlers, but he did create his own wrestling move called the Foxcatcher 5 where he'd grab other wrestlers' nuts. Okay, so, so. And there was the weird incident with the Villanova University yeah. and – one of the coaches that worked with the Foxcatcher team mentions he's like, I think John disliked handsome dudes being around. Yeah, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. His two things that he liked were wrestling and swimming. Yeah. So huh. that's, you, you, huh. you have a point there. Uh, so he did actually own an armored personnel carrier that he drove around the property, and one time he blew up a fox den on his property with dynamite just because he could. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Caught cool. tight. Yeah. Um, Schultz said he did a little bit of cocaine with John, but he wasn't addicted yeah. to it, and he never read any speech for DuPont or did the weird wrestling. Actually, the wrestling match thing wasn't real. It wasn't it real? It wasn't, I yeah. Was no, Mark Schultz said that that wasn't a thing. Oh, okay, Yeah, cool. so, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was funny. He's like, bro, he's rich. I did it in the yeah, 80s. Yeah. I did a little bit of cocaine. Yeah, you know I mean? fucking but, everyone's done cocaine in the 80s. Rich guy's like, do you want some cocaine? I'm yeah. gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not cocaine. gonna say no. Fucking to be rude. Yeah. Uh, Mark did lose in the 88 Olympics and quit and uh, left Fox Hatcher Farm, and that was it. Okay. Uh, he did end up, after Dave died, doing one UFC fight as, like, this last-minute drop-in, and, and he won, but he never played again and he became a mormon and be- 
became a coach at BYU. You can't, oh, became a Mormon? Yeah. That's upsetting. Yeah. That's upsetting. Yeah. That's quite upsetting. I was like, don't teach Mormon yeah. boys how to grapple yeah, people. Yeah, for real, dude. No, That's the last thing. We, we uh, Mormons I don't want to be better at grappling. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the real Mark Schultz is actually in the movie. He's the official who weighs Channing Tatum after. Oh, is he drop. really? Yeah. Okay, tight. Uh, I found a neat interview, like I'd mentioned before, with DuPont's lawyer, who said that DuPont was being sued for breach of contract. And on the day of the shooting, he had been coaching him how to accept his papers on the uh, like and how to handle all that. Yeah. Um, and the lawyer himself said that he'd seen evidence of John's decline. Being paranoid about like dust mites and, yeah. and drinking a lot, and said there were a lot of signs, but he says this himself. No one could stop him because he was so rich. Yeah, of course. You there's you cannot make someone that loaded like lose control over yeah. their like their, their money, their guns, their no. homes, nothing. Um, he John had a lot of weird control issues, and he very much wanted the wrestlers to be his trophies. And the lawyer describes how like the relationship was really weird because he had been warned about John, like, being possessive and manipulative, and, like, the lawyer's an adult, and he's like, I'm not gonna yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, like, John wouldn't really open up to him about his insanity as much because the lawyer's like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't want, you're well, not, you're the, not gonna John would be like, the, the dust mites you can see, yeah. and the lawyer's like, no, you cannot. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, like, yeah you're, um, you're, you're dumb. So he didn't really talk to him that much. John also, uh, after the murder, made them, or uh, made them, no, it was after the arrest. He made them paint a bunch of the property black, paint the houses black, right? Why, just, I want to, I'm not, I'm going to tell you why, but I want you to guess why you think he did that. Uh, so the estate dies? I don't know. He did that because he thought it would be so unsightly that he would be allowed to leave and restore it. Oh, okay, cool, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. I, um, and I was also like, after all that shit about being afraid of the color black? You, you, what? I think you were just racist, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that's what or, it was. like, the color black was such an obsession for him that he's like, They'll let me fix this. Yeah, they'll let me leave. Right? They'll I've made me... it terrible. Yeah, they'll let me leave prison and restore. Really, really estate. weird. Yeah. Um, and lastly, there is a Netflix documentary about all of this that I did not see. I ended up just reading about it a lot. Yeah. Um, and many of the real people were involved in the creation, like DuPont's family, the lawyer, Mark, are all part of it. So that's something you want to check out. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't actually see it, so I don't have any of the stuff I mentioned. I don't know if it's in it. Okay. So maybe there's new information. Maybe it's all yeah. the same shit. But I think, in my research, I focused a lot more on, like, John's backstory, because you kind of don't really get any in the Yeah, movie. no, uh-uh. And it makes him... It's really sad. It's really sad. Like, he's basically such a rich man that he could never get help. Yeah, yeah, You and know, it's, and, no one could make him get help. And he had all the money and resources to get it. Like, he had... Oh, and, but he yeah. But he was just too, like... Oh, you know, I'm rich and powerful. I don't need help. There's nothing wrong with me. I could never be this rich and powerful if I was crazy. So I don't. So uh, he does own machine guns. And for those who aren't on the up and up for the post 86 registration mm-hmm. laws, uh, you once you in 1986, they made it illegal to register new machine guns. So yeah. every machine gun that existed was maybe put yeah. on a registry and you can only buy ones that are registered mm-hmm. so the these went from being normal guns that cost a hundred dollars to being rare collector's items that are worth tens of thousands yeah, yeah. and it's it's pretty hard to get a hold of them yep and he asked the security guard can you buy me a machine gun the guard's like yes and i'm like yeah. dude absolutely do not <laughs> do that do not buy that man a uh, machine gun say it can't be done yeah, you know 
Which it wouldn't be a lie. I mean, it can be done, but you can't just go out and buy. You're like, I'm gun. sorry, I shouldn't. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it would be against the pu- the public the public's good, interest. Yeah, yeah. To buy you. A it's like gun. this guy. Imagine being SWAT. You're right, and they're like, "Hey, we got to go raid John's property," and you're like, "The guy with the tank and the machine gun and the dynamite." Yeah. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. You Fuck need, no. You need a bigger SWAT to yeah. do this. Like, call the National Guard or something. Um, But, you know, that that's that's the whole story. Uh, the things that I thought were interesting and how it related to all the other stuff, this is probably one of the first stories that kind of isn't about money. Yeah. It's not about getting money, but it kind of is about money because yeah, he has it. He has you know what I money, mean? Yeah. He has a lot of sway over people because of it. I think the movie is a pretty weird adaptation yeah. of the story. That's not, I mean, it's got the the main part of the story, but it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't go into John's fucking, like, you can kind of tell at the end he's a little, like, off and weird, but y- it doesn't go into, like, him being full-fledged fucking crazy. This is, and this is the first, yeah, the first movie in the, no, I guess the 30 minutes or less or whatever wasn't very much the story. No, so, yeah. uh, so this no. is kind of like that. And uh, but I think it's weird because this movie like tries to be like this is a true story. Yeah, and yeah. it just like makes a bunch of shit yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really weird. But it is respectful to everybody. You know, it's not like it does not make John look like a cool dude. No, it does not. At it does all. not. No, fucking it does not. Cut. Yeah, yeah. And he like, looks, like you watch this movie and you just get uncomfortable by his presence. And it, it's a heavy fucking movie. It is. It I think really they is. treat the whole thing with like the appropriate solemnity that it deserves but uh weird story very weird that i like weird. i like the millionaire doing a murder that's yeah so do i and also it's just like hearing about his like mental ailments like how he believed like there were people coming into his house through his walls and shit i like i can't imagine like obviously the security guards going along with the shit because one john's powerful and rich and he's probably paying him a lot yeah of money. that's what it was and yeah. not only is he probably paying john a lot, or he's probably paying the security guard a lot of money when john's like we need to install razor wire inside our walls uh the security guard's probably like let's do it i know a guy and contracts a buddy to do it yeah and exactly gets paid extra money yeah. yeah yeah so i'm not surprised at all dark story yeah super dark story super not good. like our most intricate crime no, at all. Uh, Pretty straightforward. But it's just a weird story to get to the crime. Yeah, no, it, like I said, it, when you watch the movie, you're like, you gotta keep reminding yourself that there's a crime going to happen. Something bad's like, gonna happen. It doesn't feel like it, but... Uh, when you're watching it, do you think that Dave... Did you think it was gonna be Dave who dies? So, no, I didn't. I didn't. I thought Mark was gonna be yeah. the one who died, yeah. yeah I th- and that's what's crazy. I think the movie does a good job of that. You're yeah, like... Misleads yeah, misleads you? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, and it does make well, I thought, Dave's I thought death Mark was gonna kill DuPont or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it and seemed it like. It makes Dave's death, like, shocking. Very shocking. Yeah. Very shocking and very, very sad. sad. Yeah. yeah. Dave was a fucking legend, dude. That guy... I was like I said, I was watching some of his wrestling videos while you were telling the story, and it was he was the Bo he, Jackson of dude, wrestling. Oh, he was just fucking. He was on the it. Barry Bonds of wrestling. There's just an, nuts. Another video was like Kurt Angle's thoughts on Dave Schultz and stuff like that. I was like, damn man, he was really like in. He was in it. He, he was. And, you know that that was what was really cool. I don't know anything about sports, and but like. I have never read so much about someone who's so universally revered. Yeah, in yeah, the sport. yeah. I, you know, people are like, who's the better quarterback, Tom Brady, maybe yeah, Peyton Manning? Yeah, yeah. But everyone's like, Dave Schultz. Dave Schultz is, is the, the best guy. One. Yeah, yeah, he's the best one. Like, it's it's a unanimous decision. Well, you know, uh, and this goes back to the, I've always wanted a version of the Olympics where we have 
where side by side you have the professionals do it and then you have amateurs do yeah, it and then i want professionals versus amateurs <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> what it would so be like good. to wrestle someone yeah, like that someone it, who, it would just be like nanoseconds yeah. <laughs> before you're like, <laughs> like twisted in a pretzel done yeah <laughs> uh so this is not the last one no, you want to do gonna, another yeah, one we're gonna do another one are uh, we gonna do changeling, changeling. yeah we're okay changeling. Fuck. changeling is a good story i heard it on a, my favorite murder one time and then i was looking up i didn't know they made a movie about it uh, I had only heard of the movie. I, I, I didn't know it was a real story. Oh, yeah, no, it's a real story. Yeah, it's fucking fucked up. It's, it's just, The LAPD in this story is like... Wait, the no. Negligence. A story yeah, about the police, police not doing, doing, not their, doing their, job? their job? Oh, dude, really? Yeah, crazy. Wow. Bro. But it's so funny. I, I mean, you're going to hear it. Some of you are probably going to look it up. I'm just going to like give you... like. They literally give this woman her uh, a child, and the and she's like, "This is not my kid." And LAPD is like, "Shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut the fuck up, just take it. It's a kid. It's a free kid." Bro, you want a kid? Yeah. Do you want a kid? That's exactly what the LAPD was like. They're like, "He says he's yours, so fucking believe him." But don't um, spoil anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see the movie. Um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna be doing Changeling. Uh, next. Watch the movie. Yeah. We'll meet. We'll be back next Thursday. We'll we'll be back to convene and, we'll, and talk uh, about go over it. that. Yeah. yeah. And then if you guys. After you like and subscribe and share and uh, follow and whatever, uh, you could tell us a movie to do. Yeah, give us an idea of something. You could to do, do anything. anything. You could send you us anything. Please. mail at gmail.com. Yes. Hope to hear from you. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. And Get we will see you soon. Get vaccinated. Bye.